Hey, coconuts. Yes, following uh, my endless rant of various consumer behaviors. <laughs> I know I wanted to talk a little bit about work, but I've also seen a lot of people started to travel. So a lot of my friends are planning trips. You are probably planning trips. So I'm going to take this pivot to share with you a little bit of um, how do I look at planning trips? How do I get the most out of the budget? And by the way, budget travel is not all about spending less, but it's about getting the most out of the buck that you spend. So welcome back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, belonging financial myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us, creating a life we love while managing our finances well. So we are back today and I'm going to talk a little bit about some of these budget travel ideas, some of these budget travel tips. And like I've established in the early part of the podcast, it is not about spending very little, you know, like without some sort of context. Because the basics here is that budget travel, it's about getting the most for the least that you spend. And to be fair, um, actually, even people who have spent a lot of money, right, they also want to get the most out of, out of what they spend. It's just about how do you then see what do you want, right? what, what, what do you value, right? So um, I think that's kind of where things are. But, but okay, let's just go simple and uh, just the idea of budget traveling where you spend the least lah, huh, to try to get a lot. And of course, the standard culprits are there, right? Travel off-season, <laughs> travel longer, right? Because those are like, you amortize, right? Essentially, if you travel for one week, your etiquette, you divide by seven days, that is the cost of traveling. But if you travel a month, then the etiquette divide by 30 days, your per day ticket price is a lot lower. So those are the usual culprit. Nah. Then uh, use your mouse, lah, you know, uh, don't stay hotel, lah, stay Airbnb. Lah. You know, pretty much those are the standard culprit and I am not interested in uh, repeating what people are talking about. I'm sure there are a lot of other content out there and you really don't need me to tell you to travel off-season. Nah, right. It's like June holidays, everyone's flying. Of course, it's very expensive. Right, uh, but of course, if you're a parent, then you, you, it's a bit problematic. I get it. But for every one of you that have the optionality and the ability to move around and travel and are looking for some insightful uh, tips and tricks, I'm here to share with you today. Okay, but before I begin sharing with you my tips and tricks and ideas, um, I must establish uh, establish my legitimacy that I actually know how to do these things, right? So this is my passport. I'm just looking through and I have been to um, 2019, May. I've been to Japan. Of course, uh, frequent Malaysian travel. <laughs> I was staying in Malaysia for a while, so you get an idea. Uh, where else have I been to? I have definitely been to Korea, but probably not in this passport. I've traveled to Turkey, Georgia recently. Um, yeah, this is my Istanbul check-in. So yeah, yeah for, for all of you that are listening in through audio, then uh, you, you cannot tell that I'm flipping through my passport. Okay, But the idea here is I'm trying to establish that, you know, I know my shit. Lah. I've been traveling around and uh, I've tried many different ideas and I've kind of just think of all these things a little bit better. How do I squeeze the most out of my money? Right. So barring aside 
traveling long term, that means you're going to just be on the road, you're going to travel and have fun and work along the way, barring aside all those things. Um, these are some of the ideas that I have. And it brings me to point number one. And point number one is to watch out for airport taxes. Okay, a lot of people tell you travel off-season, travel budget, use miles, all that aside. Huh? But just a very basic idea that if you travel out from Singapore's airport, there is quite a heavy airport tax as compared to if you fly from Johor. You don't believe me, you go and try, okay? I've talked to a lot of friends about this thing. Instead of flying out from Singapore, which a lot of people maybe stay in the west, stay in the north, then they come all the way to Changi, right, to fly out of, which, okay, to be fair, there are a lot of options. But if some of the places you're trying to fly to, let's say Guangzhou, you know, some of the other places that I can't remember exactly where, but Johor does provide, I think Bangkok, you know, uh, the airport has a few of these kind of airlines, uh, at least these kind of routes. So if you stay in Woodlands, Jurong, all those places, actually you can consider taking a day trip to Johor and just take this as a, as a way of traveling. Because when you do that, actually you save a lot of money from, from flights, right? Go and, go and take a look at Johor, okay? Another uh, data point that I've gathered is recently I'm planning my trip to London. So flying into London from KL's airport, is, is not that expensive, right? It's cheaper, a few hundred dollars. But flying out of London directly is very expensive. And of course, I've done some Googling here and there, and you realise that all these hub places, right? Whether it's Dubai, whether it's London, Singapore, Hong Kong, all these airport hubs, they make money from the airport. And how do they do that? Airport taxes. So after a while, I've learned to be able to plan my trip and Take that travel um, as part of the trip itself, right? So like going to Johor one day, then I fly out from Johor. Or let's say I'm fly uh, my plan this time round is to fly from KL to London. This is my July trip, KL to London. And from London, I'm going to move all the way down to Barcelona. And then from Barcelona, I'm going to fly out. So some people will be like, oh, this is so tiring. Got to move around so much. So okay, on average, maybe two weeks, three weeks trip, these kind of things make a lot of sense, right? So you kind of plan your route along with this idea that, oh, I can save a few hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars just to fly out of a particular airport. And you can always make that trip a fun trip. You know, don't think of travel as this, like, oh, I'm going to get from one spot to the next spot to the next spot. And definitely you'll feel very tired. Like, and, and it doesn't help that there's a lot of uh, travel agency in the past that make you do that, right? You hop on the bus, you go to the next stop. And it's very irritating, very annoying. But if you think of this as a way of... Um, moving from point to point as part of the travel, as part of the journey, as part of experiencing new things, then this idea of, oh, maybe I can move to another airport that's a little bit cheaper, you know, it's not that uh, much of a problem anymore. And of course, some cities have multiple airports, so you can check all of their routes. Um, yeah, just watch out for airport taxes. Rule of thumb, air hubs, always very expensive because that's the way they make money. Which brings me to point number two, and that is to stay further away from the city centre. Sounds very intuitive, and it's like, uh, do I really want to do that? I'm going to expand, I'm going to expand this idea. After a word from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
So, okay, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> not like some kampong traveller. I always go to the kampong. I always go to the, like the the outskirts of the city. I do have... I'm a big fan of living in like slightly more outside because it's quieter. Um, you get to see more of the local life. You get to experience the way of life of the local people. Like um, a lot of people travel to Bangkok. Okay, very common. But how many of you actually been to this place called Talaplu? Right, so I stayed there because my friend was staying. I saw a bunking with a friend. Of course, that's another tip, right, Chef? Have a lot of friends and bunk in with them. Um, that you save a lot of money on lodging. Okay, but but thank thank you, friends. <laughs> but that is that aside, because I did that, I get to experience the life of the local. And apparently, Talaplu, which is a place in Bangkok, um, was where the Cantonese people and the Hokkien people, essentially the Chinese people, when they first landed in Thailand, that's one of the big places where they gathered. So when you go there, you can still hear Cantonese, Hokkien, you know, it's a dialect. A lot of old people there are still speaking in that way. It's very interesting. It's like a Chinatown. There are a few streets, a lot of food around. Um, and just feels super, super local. Some of the best kueh shop, the best wonton mee shop I had in Bangkok itself, is there, right? So, go and check that out. Check that out. It's an interesting, fun place. But, the idea here is, um, first, you need to understand how tourist places are developed and how do they come about. Barring aside all those uh, big capital injection right from the get-go, like your Disneyland, la, or, you know, in China, they have all these very ugly touristy spots that, <laughs> it's like out in the weird mountains and then you have to drive all the way there, you go there and very cheesy, very old school, nobody goes there anymore. Um, barring aside all those spots that are specifically made for tourism, most other tourist spots like your Osaka walking shopping street or your Jonker Street or even Chinatown in Singapore, they all started as a place where the locals will go to. So they were interesting, they were fun, the locals go there, a lot of people go there. So other tourists start to come in, right? So they're like, oh, this is where all the locals hang out, everybody go there. And then what's the next step? The next step is money will come in. Capital will start to come in to capitalize on this place, right? So that they can open their shops, sell to the tourists because the tourists will give them a bigger margin, blah, blah, blah. And then it will squeeze out all these smaller merchants, right? Because they cannot afford on the main street now. So what happens? They will shift to the sides of the streets or even further out. But the fun part lies here. The fun part is if you only go to the main tourist street, you will not be able to see where the original merchants are. Try to go to the left, to the right, go to the side streets that are around the area. They tend to hover around the same place because they want to cater to the same crowd that they've always catered to, but they cannot afford the rent in the pretty much the prime street where they started. So go to the side streets, you'll see a lot of local stuff. Very fun, very interesting. And why do I put it that way, right? So, so when you understand how capital comes in to capitalize on this kind of tourist destination, then you start to realize that at some point, the whole touristy area, right, is built for tourists, like Istanbul, right? So if you go to Istanbul and you stay where the, the big mosque is, the blue mosque, you stay where the Constantinople wall is, everywhere is extremely touristy. The Grand Bazaar, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, as someone that travels frequently and is trying to go there and understand local culture and understand how people live, you know, what is it like here? It's horrible, right? Touristy spots are horrible. I know it's very convenient. You go down there, you get all these things, but they are all very artificial. And is that really the kind of travel experience that you want? Like I said, back to the point number one, which is travel can be part of your plan. And I know a lot of people are very annoyed, you know, like, oh, because every morning I work, 
I shower, shower, I carry my bag, 7, 8 a.m., I go on the MRT, I get to my workplace, I'm done, I come back. So a lot of people have this annoyance about travelling. But if you move around in a new place, that's actually very fun, very interesting. You're seeing all these, wow, what's that, what's that, what's that? So there's a lot of things to discover on the go. Do not let the jadedness that you have in your routine, in your current life, affect the way you travel. Right? So... Big fan of staying in the outskirts of the city, especially when I was in Osaka. I did stay in the prime area in the middle of the city, but after a while, I was like, you know, and then I went all the way out um, nearer to this other shrine. I can't remember the name, but that was when I felt the way of the life of the locals. And I would say for more of you, if you're listening in, please try to travel and please try to live in the outskirts. It's definitely more affordable, more fun, more interesting. What I just wanted to tell you was to think about how capital then takes over touristy spots and how if you want to enjoy a different way of life and try to understand the local way of life, then you got to go out. Go where the locals are. Okay? I've given you a few good spots to travel. They're all very affordable. Huh? So check them out. Which brings me to point number three on how do you get the most budget, uh, most bang out of your budget when you're traveling. That is to plan your days with multiple combination. Okay, what does that mean? A lot of times we travel. Um, when I first started, of course, I traveled in a group, right? Friends, bunch of us, we went. And then after that, I started traveling alone. And I felt like, oh, traveling alone was quite fun, right? Because I could just focus on myself. I do what I want to do. I don't really need to care about whether my friend wants to go here. But eventually, it became a little bit more problematic in the sense of uh, I'm limited as to the places that I can stay because you stay alone, you've got to take the whole apartment, it's very expensive. Um, and I'm also limited by the kind of dining options and the kind of activity options that I can do. Honestly, why would you want to go to a place and be like, you know, selfie on your own? A bit lame. So a lot of people take photos because it's a groove, there's a memorial in it, you know. But okay, if you want to take on your own, fine, do it. I'm not judging you. But what I've found out eventually as I've traveled to many places is you can travel as a group, but do not be stuck within the group. Right? So travel as a group, plan. Four of you can go on a trip together, share the apartment, great, do your thing. But you should have that one or two days of your own, right? Or maybe one or two days just you. Okay, There can be a split up, three people, one people. Or even you can meet local people, right? And that's a great way, great fun. Meetup.com, you know, go to the local communities. There are a lot of ways to go about doing that. Facebook. I think Facebook is still one of the most amazing places to kind of meet a bunch of people, right? So the idea here is instead of definitely traveling alone or traveling with your partner or traveling as a group, what you can do is to kind of merge them together with the core spine when you travel, right? So seven days, 20 12 days, 15 days, when you guys travel, there's a core spine. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do we want to achieve? And then in between, you can always do your own thing, right? So it could just be like, oh, today we're going to have breakfast together. After that, do your thing. Go to your library. Do what you want to do. Go and hipster. You know, go and visit. Like, like for me, I'm, I'm becoming a big fan of visiting universities and I'm going to try to interview some of these university professors with leading ideas, right? So, um, yeah, it, it becomes a very interesting way of getting the most out of the budget because firstly you save on rental because you're not renting alone you get the freedom to move around on your own when, whenever you want to and also you can uh, dine as a group which gives you more options and more activities you activities to choose from as a group so I think there is the value in travelling as a collective without being bound to the collective right so two of you friends you know go and travel together but don't 
don't have to everything do together. I think that's a, that's a big part of uh, how I look at it these days. Of course, of course, traveling with friends uh, can be very scary, can break relationships. <laughs> so, my biggest recommendation to all of you is to try to travel to Malacca. Right? Go somewhere near, somewhere affordable, test out the friend, right? Test out whether you can actually travel together. Right? Some friends can hang out together, have a good drink, have a good laugh, play sports, but doesn't mean you can live in the same apartment for 20 days together or 15 days or 7 days together. Right? So, if you are testing out some friends, great! Malacca is always my top choice. Go there, have a good time, and then eventually, when you feel more confident with them, you can go, go further and travel further. And travel as a group, multiple permutation, great, great, great value for your budget. Okay, so um, yeah, simple episode today. I just wanted to share with you my tips and thoughts because uh, firstly, I'm moving around and secondly, I see a lot of people trying to move around. So barring aside all your travel off-season, uh, Airbnb, all those stuff, which a lot of people talk about, these are the three pointers that I have for you to get the best of your buck when you're traveling. Number one is to watch out for airport taxes. A lot of air hubs, very convenient to travel to, but they usually charge you a lot. And when you fly in, it's fine because they're not taxing you to fly in. When you fly out, it's a bit, you know, more expensive. So what I tend to do is I fly into the air hub and then I'll try to find another way to get back to where I started. Okay, so that's great. A lot of nomads do that also and they move around. But yeah, because you're not nomadic, you just want to do a two-week trip, just watch out for airport taxes. Try to make that journey into a, a cheaper airport a part of the journey. It is quite fun, okay? Number two is to uh, stay further away from the city. Of course, a lot of people have this annoyance that, oh yeah, you know, if I stay far away from the city, I gotta move in and out. But hey, if you're traveling, you're having fun, the movement about is an experience in itself. And also, you don't need every day stay out of the city. You can stay two or three days within the city, get talk, talk, talk as a tourist, and then you move out. <laughs> <laughs> go and experience life of the local. I think that's great value, great cultural insights. You get to see more things and everything is local price. It's much, much more affordable, like way more affordable. I just came from Turkey in the heart of Istanbul where Constantinople is. It's easily two to three times, in fact, maybe three to four times the price of what I pay for the same thing in the local areas, which eventually I spend a lot of time in, right? So yeah, think about that. And number three is uh, plan your days with a multiple permutation in mind, right? So travel as a group definitely saves you an apartment. Eating together definitely gives you more options and activities. But sometimes you want your own time, you want your own um, experience. You just want to go to this library, right? Then all your friends want to go, right? They want to go somewhere else. It's fine, go on your own, separate it up. So instead of saying, I have to solo travel or I have to go in a pair or I have to go in a group, you can always have multiple permutation as you move along. This gives you a lot of bang for your buck while meeting all the needs that you have that you know other people may not have. So with that, I hope you learned something useful today and have a great trip, right? Go have some fun. I think two years of pandemic, very stressed. Go out, enjoy yourself, watch your budget, have a good time. I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, sign up on Instagram, follow us on our socials. We are TikTok now, YouTube. Five-star rating everywhere. I'm expecting that I'm watching you. I don't want to give me five-star rating. Five-star rating. If you give me the one-star, I will... Okay, five-star rating. <laughs> 
I hope to hear from you, right? So email to us, hello at thefinancialcoconut.com or DM us. You know, there are many ways to go about doing it these days. And if you have any other tips and tricks and also any other people that you would like us to interview and talk to, you can drop us a comment section, email us, DM us. I will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about work, you know, but I know... Um, you know, it's it's like, like you know, people are coming out like, whoa, travel now. So, yeah, I just felt like, yeah, maybe I should put some some travel stuff into the catalog rather than this whole like work 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 thing. Okay, um, next week I want to also take a little bit of a pivot away from my original plan. I wanted to talk a little bit about something else, but I have decided. I have decided to um, talk a little bit about. Boomer financial advice, right? So I'm seeing a lot of those things online and I thought I will chime in and add my viewpoint on it, right? So some financial advice from boomers are great, good stuff, right? But there are many that have been taken out of context or the context have changed, right? So when the context have changed and you don't keep up, uh, it becomes very problematic, right? So next week's episode, next two weeks' episode, um, or maybe even three weeks, depending on how much I can get out of this, <laughs> next two weeks at least, Toxic Boomer Financial Advice. Um, I've consolidated some of these thoughts and I hope you find them useful. So meanwhile, go have fun first, travel, do your thing, and I will see you next week.